Hello everyone, it's episode 73 of the General Damage Podcast. What's up guys? How's it going? I dropped my thing. Uh, it's going alright. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel you there on the alright front. My no, right. Right, but all right front. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> that that was like the worst segue. I listen, I know. I that was not an intentional segue, it's just I wanted to sound like I was enunciating because I know I slur a lot when yeah. I talk. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. uh just uh quick introductions. Uh, in- introductions. I'm Nick. I'm Will. And I'm Shane. The five year old of the group. <laughs> You know, I take pride in that. Good. You should. It is who you are. You've encapsulated you. Next time I draw a picture of us doing the podcast, I'm going to be like in a toddler in a high chair. Yeah. Be like Stewie. I believe it. <laughs> it actually would probably be uh, would be great. Uh, would I look like the deranged uncle with a beer in his hand? Uh, either that or the dad passed out in the, so, like, the, uh, the recliner. Oh, dude, excellent. Though I think that is kind of a misrepresentation of of me because I, I don't I don't always fall asleep in the recliner after I've had like a good meal and a, a drink or two. Um, I'm usually energetic enough, and then finally I'll collapse in a bed, and then be, then be out. <laughs> I don't like taking naps. I apparently found out. Um, I found out like. My sleep habits started when I was, like, a young child, uh, to go off topic a little bit and kind of do weird shit that we do. Um, yeah, apparently I never took naps as a kid. Hmm. And, like, it's just, it's stayed very constant throughout my life. Hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, that explains way more about me. Why I don't, like, I don't understand what naps are, or why I don't, like... I don't sleep in the middle of the day because I'm tired. Yeah. Um, I just, apparently I just can't or I don't want to. And my body is just, for years, has physically accepted that as, you know, the common state of things. So, well, yeah. yeah, if I if I pass out in the middle of the day and I wake up, I feel like crap. It's such a, it's a gross feeling, especially on a hot day. It makes mm. that feeling ten times worse. Or if your house is just warm, yeah. Oh, God, you just like... You wake up, you're sticky feeling, you feel like you need another shower, it's the middle of the day, so it feels like crap has just gone by, and you've done fuck all. It's, it, like... It, it's really disconcerting when you look at the clock and it's four, and then you wake up, and you blink, and it's seven. Uh, and, it's, you're, and your room is dark, and it's like, oh, shit. I don't, yeah. normally, I don't normally mind that scenario, but I hate when you're, like, fucking... You're, you're about to go to bed, and it's, like, ten. Mm-hmm. And then you blink, and your clock says like five a.m., and you feel like you haven't slept, dude. That oh, is read. the worst feeling in the world. Yep, that's just as bad as like waking up in the middle of the day, because yeah, your just body doesn't feel rested when it clearly has gotten the sufficient sleep it needs. Um, I sometimes attribute that to like just oversleeping. Uh, you know, your yeah. body just clearly doesn't need that much rest in it; it just needed enough. And, when I uh, yeah. yeah, when I was in college, I think I slept for fourteen hours straight after finals. Dude, and yeah. the thing is, when I passed out, I was so tired my body didn't want to move. Mm-hmm. So I was in the same position I was for fourteen hours. Oh God! So like getting out of that position was just like everything was like stretching and popping. I was just like, 
it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, I was miserable for a couple hours, and I realized, like, oh man, I have a month off now. <laughs> uh, I think the worst was, it was like uh, junior year, mm. did finals. Uh, I the said, finals or what happened was, uh, I, 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 finals were done. Yeah, in college. Okay. I fell asleep in my room for about like twelve hours straight. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or it was like it was almost like a full eight hours, which isn't too bad. And I wake up and my body's like, You need to use the restroom. I'm like, sure, right? I'm awake now. Uh-huh. The moment I am done using the restroom, the moment I walk out the door, I lose all my energy. My body's like, Cool, now we're going back to sleep. <laughs> and I was like, You piece of shit. This isn't <laughs> fair. <laughs> like I literally fell face planted in my bed and then I woke up like another four hours later. Oh shit. And I was just pissed. I was like, I lost four hours. <laughs> of course my roommates Ashley were freaking told- out they're like you okay I'm like I'm fine yeah. I think Ashley told me something of that where she said something like hey, yeah, it was like after finals there was just like I don't know how long she said she fell asleep for it was yeah I know I know Jay Cogs he slept for 18 hours straight once yeah the yeah. Odin sleep <laughs> Huh? The Odin sleep just never wakes up. Yeah. Well, he he fell asleep for eighteen hours, and his when he finally came out of his room, he missed work, and I think he missed a class Shit. in that time frame, which is fairly lucky. That's all he missed. But you know, he came out of his uh, his his room, and his roommate apparently just looked at him and says, "I thought you died." And it's like, well, thanks for caring and checking on me, you know, checking in on him, you know. It's like <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, dude. Mm. <laughs> I think Will knows the roommate he had. Yep, I think I do too. Yeah, yeah. Not great. <laughs> yeah, no, not not a fantastic person, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a surreal thing the the waking the the stress sleep that you get after finals. Yeah. And speaking of surreal. Right? Uh, That's a segue. Um, You know, over the past weekend, I think it was probably the most surreal thing to go log on the computer and be like, Nazis rally in local and like small town. Like, that was a headline I read. Yeah. And I was just like, my first thought was like, this can't. No, I I know this can't be real. That's that's insane. Yep. And then you click the link and it's not. In fact, it's saying it's actually quite real. Yeah. On my Monday, I watched the whole uh, Vice News went to they 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 heard that rally was happening, so they went there. Yeah. And they followed the whole thing from like a couple days before the actual Charlotte stuff into after it. They got the car on film. Um, the car that plowed into people. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it was kind of intense. The interesting thing, though, is the guy that they were following is Chris something, I forget. And he's talking about, you know, how he's, you know, rallying, blah, blah, blah. And I found out apparently their nickname for Canada is Canistan or something like that. Where, oh, you know, oh, Christ. Yeah, it's like, you have no rights if you're a white male. Um, that's what one guy was complaining, because he drove down from Canada to do that. Huh. Um, huh. Yeah. But apparently the leader of that whole thing, the guy that organized it, he's now, he has a warrant out for his arrest for, I forget for what exactly. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, hopefully they get him. I'll probably bitch the entire time and complain that he has a Jewish lawyer. God, that is that is irony at its you know greatest. Yeah, uh, it's it's fucked up to say that. But um, you know, one of the things to come out of this was Discord taking a stance, and uh, yeah, I, it, we posted about it, and yes, yeah. agree. I agree with their decision. Yeah, the Discord came out with their whole thing. They basically started. They banned an alt right server um and members and stuff like that and uh, some people are crying free speech we'll get to that in a sec mm-hmm. but like discord it has it in there which i had to when i booted up today um they had the whole thing of agreeing to our terms of service yeah and if you read their terms of service it basically says you can't promote violence or you know say hate speech with a bunch of shit that basically the alt right, these alt right servers were doing. So it was in their own guidelines that they could ban them. Yeah. So you know they're they're in their own right. At the same time, it's like free speech basically means you can say whatever you want, and the police cannot arrest you for it. It's the government cannot intervene. It is not a fear of it's not freedom of consequence. Right. You know, a company, any company can say, no, we don't want you here. We, they can review service, which is kind of goes both ways because that's how we got the whole, uh, uh, that bakery that want to make a cake for a gay wedding fiasco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, Discord's in their own right to ban what they deem not great. They are about games and building a gaming community and people... You know, sharing and doing what we do. We use Discord to communicate to make this podcast. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I, I yeah. wish more. I wish Twitter would make that kind of stand because Twitter has a bunch of vile shit on it, and it hasn't done anything about it. Dude, you wonder who has a really bad issue of not taking a stand? What Tumblr? Tumblr. <laughs> no, yeah, Tumblr. Sure. That's what you were gonna say, Shane. No, like, well, like, I hear I about it all Tumblr the time. Like where there's a whole bunch of nineteen year old. Was that? I view Tumblr like that dumbass teenager who thinks he's edgy you know he's yeah. he thinks devil's rejects is a great film no it's not all i know is like there are so many social platforms that obviously they have people you know doing the same thing that happened with discord it's like they are not they are violating the terms of service they yeah. are promoting hate speech but they don't act and it's like it's really disheartening to be honest well it's it's not it's in the case of twitter in the, in this case it's like you have a bunch of accounts that are threatening people, threatening to kill them, threatening to rape them, threatening to do a bunch of horrible shit to them. Mm-hmm. Do something, you know? And and at least in this case with Discord, they're doing something. Yeah. I mean, their CEO came out and gave a statement. They're standing their ground. They're not accepting this shit. So, I, you know, props to Discord. Uh, I think the other thing that... Um that I, I was glad to see, you know, in in the wake of all this kind of, like, this vile act, um, Trump's business advisory council oh. disbanded. Yeah. Because they cannot support a man who is not willing to uh, to call out the, the garbage and the crap to, like, yeah. to, to, to call it how it is. I don't want to um, get super political, but that son of a bitch even has said, well, there are violent people on both sides. You know, there's also the alt-left. Like, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. It, no, no. It, it, like Mitt Romney. Fucking Mitt Romney. <laughs> okay. Some guy uh, retweet. He says, some guy tweeted out, says, I'm retweeting Mitt Romney. Yeah. What the hell, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mitt Romney came out with a great tweet. He says, there is no such thing as like anti-fascist or, you know, one group versus another group. This is people who stand up for, you no, know, like, you know, they don't want to hate. And this is a group of bigotry and intolerance. There's yeah. no difference. There's no, like, similarity. I think that's, I'm paraphrasing like crazy. But yeah, it's, it's bullshit. No, there's a lot of false equivalencies people are drawing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my grandfather uh, is a is a big listener of Howie Carr and Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, you know, when he drives me places, I listen, and they've been drawing a lot of false equivalencies. And it, you know, this is one of those times where you can't, you, you yeah. can't accept it. It's, you gotta it's, call it how it actually is. It's, yeah. it's bigotry at its at its worst, and it's been let to kind of do whatever because we have a president who's not willing to call it out and that's yeah that's horrifying that is anti what our country stands for right you know what? Well, it... ashley brought up one thing mm. that that in my mind that i didn't think about at first she's mm-hmm. like do you know how many holocaust survivors there are who are still alive and do you know how many vets there are from world war ii that are probably still around right mm. like think about how they feel and oh God. you you yeah. see a bunch of them actually saying things, and you know some of them are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like I like there was this one guy. He was like, "I fought Nazis like over forty years ago. I shouldn't have to fight them again." Right. <laughs> seventy years. Was that? It's been seventy years. Seventy years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's two things I want to get to. That this is the correct quote from Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. It's uh, his uh, tweet was uh, no, not the same. One side is racist, bigoted Nazis. The other opposes racism and bigotry. Morality, uh, morally different universes. Yeah. You know, that came from the guy who kept, you know, throwing Benghazi at Obama's face. But still, it's like, educated politician, douchebag, orange head. Big difference. It really (laughs) is. But the the thing I want to get, like, you're comparing to the World War II vets and the Holocaust survivors who are looking at this going, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. The descendants of Robert E. Lee, his his, uh, great-great-grandson, is basically saying, no, wait, Lee never stood for this. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Lee, you know, the the descendants of the statues that are being taken down are basically saying, no, this is bullshit. And he probably does need to be taken down. And it's Mm -hmm. as un-American as it gets. Because you have uh, a a general who's very prestigious in the military, but he left the military to Mm -hmm. fight against the union he served. Yeah. And when he surrendered to Grant... He did everything he could to you to stitch the country back himself, mm-hmm. but he knew he fucked up and he lost, and all the South knew. But all the shit with the statues and everything, like put it in a museum, but put him next to what it all represents. Like the yeah. Civil War was a is a huge scar. Five hundred thousand people died. Americans died in that war. I think mm-hmm. even more than that. And it was a bloody huge conflict. We shouldn't forget it, but we shouldn't celebrate it. No, we really shouldn't. And yeah. that's that's the thing. It's it's the yeah. same thing like what Disney shouldn't censor itself, which is constantly doing. I heard there's 
a, there was going to be like a re-release, so they're trying to re-release um, uh, Dumbo and get oh, rid yeah. of birds. Get rid of the birds, the yeah. crows. You know, you know what I'm talking about the crows. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I do. What? They want to get rid of that because they were like, oh, it's you know, it's racist and it's morally insensitive. Blah blah blah. It's like, <sighs> I get why, but you shouldn't. Like, you should not forget your history. And that's yeah. what I think in that sense. I you mean, shouldn't forget it. You shouldn't praise it. Yeah, exactly. I Just think don't, re- don't re-release Dumbo. How about that? Yeah, that's yeah, actually that's... the best way to go about it. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to, like, his- historical stuff, too, because that's mm. what people have been using. Actually, that's what a lot of uh, Rush Limbaugh talks about, right? The erasure of history and all that. Mm. No one's uh-huh. going to forget it. Just because no. we don't have these statues, and granted, um, while the some of the Robert Ely statues are historical, right? Right. Yeah. A good chunk of Confederate statues that have been brought up were brought up during the '60s in protest to the Civil Rights Movement. They aren't mm. he, these historical landmarks. They are literally a bunch of racists being like, "Well, no, we, we you know, we still believe in the good old self." And here's the other thing too: it's like, it's like you said, Robert Ely historically. Uh-huh. Was it really that big of the Confederacy? He just didn't want to fight Virginia. Like, yeah. that's his famous quote was, Mr. President, I can't stand against the state of Virginia. He even, uh, it's claimed that he even gave, you know, Lincoln a chance to, like, throw him in jail for treason, but he didn't. He's a very yeah. stand-up guy, but I don't think he'd be like, oh, I need all these statues. He believed in freedom. That was it. It's funny. He definitely would be against what has kind of been perpetrated throughout all of this. Yeah, I'm 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 going off two different things that are kind of unrelated. But what's funny about Lee is something I learned. Uh, he was headmaster at West Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hated the job. <laughs> I think he came very close to expelling Grant, <laughs> who who was a fuck up. He was like the opposite of Lee. Oh yeah, in, at at West Point, which is hilarious because he surrenders to Grant. Um, but then there's that famous quote from. Uh, Lincoln, of find out what whiskey Grant drinks and give it to my other generals. <laughs> but so I find that kind of funny. But the other the other thing I just remembered was everyone's talking about history. Someone tweeted, "It's like all these people who are talking about history and forgetting our history when all these statues come down will be great to know we have books." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yes. mean. Yeah, you know, but that's, uh, that's to roll, to roll things right back, yeah, it is what it is right now, and you have to keep fighting. Um, and you have, and you have to keep fighting it again. Like you cannot be a proud American and a proud Nazi. Like it just doesn't exist. Yeah, th- those yeah. aren't words that live together ever. No, especially like you're holding two flags of two sides that lost. Are you going to lose again? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only hope we can have at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Is that this just is a small blip that hopefully the next few years we can push well, this back. I mean, that's yeah. the hope. Uh, you know, you, no one knows how history flows. No, they don't. There's there's a couple things here. One, this is just like, a, it should be a rallying cry. And, you know, people should keep pushing harder. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of come to the conclusion, whether or not Trump lasts for four years, or, I, God, I hope he doesn't go for another term. Mm-hmm. I either want him to be impeached or to lose horrifically. I don't want him to bow out. You know, I don't want him to say, well, I'm not running next next term. You know, I don't want him to leave gracefully. 
that's that's me i want i want to just i i want him to crash and burn essentially and i don't want him to take the country with us i don't want him to take us with him but he needs to fail and the problem is he's been failing and just no one's picked it up and it all this all it's all connected it's all connected and he's defending white supremacy it's bullshit yeah that is that is not how a president acts for yeah. our country but in not some cases you know but at the same time it's a it's becoming a rallying cry because now we have companies like discord and other companies as well who are saying no and they you know they don't want to help these fuckers organize and they're getting rid of them and your own so. your own business councils like no no you yeah. you cannot do this you cannot support this yeah uh, and and they're like fuck this we're disbanding because we know what's happening is wrong that's if if you're if you're an intelligent human being that is a wake up call to you that mm-hmm. is a wake up call that you are fucking up something fierce and that you need yeah. to reevaluate shit it uh, i don't know if he's going to do that I, I know we would we would oh yeah but I like to, I like to think the House and the Senate are going okay maybe we need to think this shit I I would hope so I'd hope yeah. that there is there are sensible people on both sides you know being Republican and Democratic they're like whoa he said some words and shit that is not okay no matter what well, anybody thinks you know yeah. something someone getting more and more isolated. Right now, uh, with, you know, white supremacists and neo-Nazism, for instance, that moment in Charlottesville where, unfortunately, that driver killed that one person and maimed Mm -hmm. all those others. Yeah. Yeah. That was moments after they had just, the the counter-protesters had pushed out the the actual protesters, the Nazis. They were celebrating, and that's what gave that guy the opportunity to drive through. As I pointed out, there are... Even though it seems scary right now, and even though these people are coming out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there still are more patriotic people, and there's more of us who seem to be on morality. And you know, like with Mitt Romney and some of the other Republican, you know, public Republican um, politicians who are st- even have common sense to say, "Hey, this is messed up." Yeah. yeah, you know, these guys are are losing a fight. They're doing yeah. a lot of very desperate things right now. Yeah. They're just using scare tactics and numbers to try and mess with people. Yeah. And I'd like to think that, in the end, the righteous and the true will reign supreme because this is supposed to be the home of the brave and the free. Yeah. Same. I mean, we're getting a lot of brave people out there, so there's that. I mean, right then and there. I mean, they're they're coming out in droves. These, These fuckers that hate are coming out in droves. But they're just getting a bigger reaction from the people that don't want it. No one's sitting by. That's the thing. No one's sitting on the sidewalk going, well, you know, they're not bothering me. Mm. No, people are fucking going at them. So. Yeah. I don't agree with them vandalizing statues and taking them down themselves. Because that's a whole other ball of wax. But. You know, you just have to keep counter-protesting. And the best thing is, they should be counter-protesting the way Kevin Smith counter-protested. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I told this story. So if you ever watch 
I think it's Kevin Smith going to hell, which is one of his big Q&A specials. And in that one, he talks a lot about Red State. Ah. Um, he he talks about the the other ending he had for that film, which would have been terrific. But uh, he he's talking about that, and he had um, the Westboro Baptist Church protest him a lot. And he actually kind of went up to them, asked them, and he got to know the daughter or the granddaughter of the founder of the Westboro Baptist Church a little bit. And uh, so he uh, was it? He saw the Westboro Baptist Church, I think, at Comic-Con. They were protesting Comic-Con. And then he saw a bunch of uh, cosplayers around him. And he, he had, like, a, a, there was a cosplayer, there was a cosplaying bender, and it said, Destroy All Humans. Um, there was a there was a stormtrooper who was holding up a sign. The rebels killed my friends on the Death Star. Uh, just you know, basically they're they're mocking him. It's like that's how you counter protest these assholes. And he he basically sent these messages out, and they all joined all these fans with their own protest signs of whatever. Joined him at the Sundance to counter protest across the corner, of the Westboro Baptist Church. You know and. Uh, he had his uh, friend, who's this big bear bear guy, and he he encouraged him to make a protest sign. And he it was the last protest sign that Kevin Smith held up, but he made his friend hold it up. And he, his friend held it up, was proud as hell with it. And he told his friend to make the protest sign, and it says it would say "Dicks taste Dicks taste yummy." Oh. <laughs> And he, he just wanted to see the daughter's reaction uh, <laughs> when when this man was holding up this big sign that says "Dicks Dicks taste yummy." Uh, it's it's it was hilarious. It's a hilarious story, but that's what I think. I you should fight with facts, but you should also just kind of point out their stupidity. Normally, I would agree with you on that, mm-hmm. but because of how violent and how crazy these people are, because they drove a car into a group of people. True. That is my one thing where it's like. I do agree with you. Like most times, peaceful protest, counter protesting should be creative and smart. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm just terrified because of the fact that like the people you're counter protesting are violent. Yeah. They are out to hurt people, and once again, to quote like Mitt Romney said, opposing them does not make you a bad person for opposing no. violence. Yeah. Like these fucking. Yeah. So monsters. Um, they are. They're. But uh, we're 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 happy that the the uh, tech that we use, the company that supports the tech that we use, Discord, is uh, uh, has done the right thing in our opinion. Yes. So, uh, speaking of Nazis, just going to segue into this. Oh, go please. If you're if you're looking for a game to express your anger at the shit that's happening, <laughs> play Wolfenstein. Yeah. Uh, but don't watch me play it because I suck ass. <laughs> oh my god, do I suck ass! Was it a good choice for us to suggest you to play? It, it is. Okay, there's a couple of problems I have with it. It's just on the controller side of things, trying to select the weapons. So you select a weapon, and then you hit. You can hit Y to go back and forth between your two previous weapons. Mm-hmm. But you come up with a wheel, and the wheel is very finicky of like what it wants to connect, like what it wants to hit. So it's like it's picking guns I don't want to pick. You know, so it's it's there's some like I could have complaints with that aspect of it. Um, the other aspect I have is like 
I'm probably playing on a difficulty level I shouldn't be playing on, but I feel it, I'd be going too fast if I was playing on a, on an easier difficulty. Mm, so gotcha. it's it's like I think it's like a it's a huge margin between difficulties of like oh this is super easy to god damn it I've died like fifteen times here. Um. So yeah, I mean with that it's 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 still a fun game. Right now I'm trying to destroy helicopters. Um, that game has what... a very different pacing for most first-person shooters. Yeah, it's a lot grindier than mm-hmm. like for what I've how I've seen Ashley play it. It's a little bit slower paced. It's not so much run and gun, even though that's kind of how it's built. Yeah, but I will say that it's probably once you get. Granted, you're playing on the Xbox, right? Right. Yeah. If you could play it on PC, I think that that wheel is a lot smoother. Well, yeah, I mean, I do definitely get the feeling that this is a PC port, and it should be played on a PC, but I don't have the PC for it. Yeah. I'm so. just saying that might be why it feels that way. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, it, regardless of the fact, I, I like it. The other problem I have is, like, so Blazkowicz likes to monologue. Yes, he does. But he... I can barely hear him. And there's nothing I can do about the audio. So, like, I, I feel like I'm missing story points. Unless it goes into a cutscene, the audio is fine. But when he's just, like, when I'm him and I'm wandering around, uh, I can barely hear him. So Because he, he's got that gravelly kind of, like, whisper kind of voice. And it's like, just speak the fuck up, please. Um, I, I know I'm missing stuff. But. I mean, some of that stuff, I don't think it's super paramount to the story. It's no, just, but it's, it's kind of nice. It's Yeah, it's really a nice touch, because I know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. he's. It's interesting, though, because I feel like he, the way they chose to make him talk about stuff, uh-huh. when you get to certain cutscenes that are more story-driven or, like, uh, special additive stuff to it. Yeah. He... His, uh, I like the guy who voices uh, Glasgow because it's, it's a good voice. It fits the character, right? And uh, like, especially at the end of the game, like he does do a few monologues and they're pretty cool. Because hmm. just like the speech they give about all that, right? The, the, the part that I thought that I found that I actually could hear was uh, Nazis landed on the moon. Okay, fuck you, moon. Which is such a 90s cliche of a line. Oh, but yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. So, um, really, the, the I, I do like it. It's just, I kind of wish it... Because half the time it's making me feel like, okay, now you have to be stealthy. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go stealthy. Because if I don't go stealthy here, I'm going to get my ass handed to me. But I don't want to be stealthy. I want to run around and kill everything. And it's just, it's... But it, like, it negates that. So that's kind of the problems I have with it. Um, it is definitely kind of like a palate cleanser, though I kind of went back to Shadow Mordor just to do more stuff in it mm-hmm. um, to get a few more achievements. But, uh, speaking of achievements, so this is just me p- being pissed off at Xbox. So I was playing Saturday, and I'm, pl- I'm playing single player, just going around doing my thing, and uh, all of a sudden... <clears throat> My game pauses on its own, and I get this notification: "You are no longer connected to Xbox Live." Ugh! All right. Like, Ugh, what the hell happened? So I go out, and like the TV's wonky, and I see the 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 router is like blinking, un- like it's you know going 
it's resetting or reloading. So it's like I didn't have online capability for like a three, four hours. Ugh. And then I realized, like, I've been playing this game for a while. And then I looked up some stuff of like, okay, I've gotten that perk, I got that perk. Have I gotten achievements? I should have gotten achievements. I hit the home button and everything to go check achievements. Mm-hmm. I can't even select achievements when I'm offline. That's weird. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? I have to be online to sol- to look at my goddamn achievements? That's, that's really That's kind of dumb. It's also it's like, did I even get the achievements? That's the thing I was really mad at. Because it's like, oh my god, if I didn't get those achievements, I'm going to be pissed off. And I'm, I'm angry at an arbitrary thing. But I've been kind of achievement crazy lately. Right. So it's like, I fucking want them. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, god damn it. I'm, so I'm grumbling like crazy. And then I played it again the next day and I checked and I checked my notifications and I'm like, oh, I got all these achievements at the same time. Okay. I think they all said like 853 or something like that um, on uh, August 12th. It's like, okay, I'll accept it. I I have them. That's fine. I'm not going to gripe too much. Um, But yeah, so other than that, you know, yeah, it's it's a a good looking game. It's, well, actually... It's aged. I don't think well. Even oh, it's been out for three years. Mm. But it it's fun for the most part. I'm. I just wish I could be kind of a bit more crazy running gun, because this is like an old style shooter, mm-hmm. and that's what I want it to feel like. And I feel like I'm playing it's too stealthy. And there's places where I have to be stealthy. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's. It's good. It's you know, and I, I I can understand why picking that is better because its sequels come its sequel its sequel comes out at the end of October. So, yep, yeah, buddy. You know, which I think takes place in sixty seven. This one takes place in sixty, and the next one takes place seven years after. I'm so I'm excited for the next one to come out. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I was joking with Ashley. I was like, if you see people complain about. The, the next Wolfenstein game. Maybe you might need to clean out your friends list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never really purged my friends list on Facebook. Eh, I don't really do it either, but I, I yeah. just actually wait to be sweeped. <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy like that. Uh, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to talk about something real quick. Sure. Yeah, because sure. It's not something major, but I, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's fun, and if you if for people who don't know, Hearthstone's Blizzard's uh, trading card game for WoW. Uh, still not as good as the WoW TCG. I'm going on the record now. Yeah, I agree. I, I will second that. Consider, yeah. and that's coming from a guy who's never going to play TCGs, and as Will can also uh, cooperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really going to get that game because I thought it was a great game. I, yeah. Oh, I I end this character and I outfit this character with cool weapons. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's canceled. Fuck. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Well, I've been playing Hearthstone, and it's still fun. Uh, the recent expansion came out, which was Knights of the Frozen Throne, so it's all Lich King mm-hmm. stuff. And I think this set finally has. I'm starting to see the improvement with the game because I actually had a lot of gripes about Hearthstone, besides the fact that it killed WoW TCG. Yeah, uh, and the big one was I felt like you it was really much a pay to win system, which is obnoxious. Mm, yeah. 
And yeah, I also the, felt yeah. like if your deck's not outfitted with legendaries, you lose. Yeah, uh, I can right. agree with you there. But so what's happened is over the past few sets, they've started to control the amount at the rate at which people get legendaries. Mm-hmm. Like they're more frequent in packs. And I think that's good because it allows casual players to start actually standing a chance when they want to try ranked and other things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they're they're not having to like scrap like random cards that they've picked doing uh, drafts to try and build the legendaries that they need or like yeah. you know paying extra money to be able to build the legendaries that they need you know that kind of garbage yeah. you know I find it really funny that free games like Hearthstone and League and Dota people spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on yeah. Now in this case, in the, in the case of Hearthstone, you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars so you can just compete at a certain level, which well, I don't think is a great design. But yeah. Well, it's not a good design. But so what I found out was that one of the top decks right now is like Pirate Warrior. It's been for a while. It has been forever. Yeah, but the thing is that deck actually doesn't play that many legendaries. It actually doesn't. It plays like one, and it's actually a one-one with haste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. even that great. And the rest of it's just rares and commons, which is good. Because you want that type of diversity, right? Right. Uh, but what I, the reason why I bring up Knights of the Frozen Throne is because recently they released these new legendaries, which is their um, their Death Knight versions of all the heroes. Mm. So when you play it, your hero becomes a Death Knight version of themselves, which is really cool That's because cool. it changes their hero power and it does like they all have Enter the Battlefield effects. Mm-hmm. Um, they all get plus five armor, and they they all cost different things because they're uh, different mana amounts because they are ranging in power they're a little bit different okay uh, but what i like about it was when you when you uh when you opened up your your free packs right yeah i noticed that a lot of people seem to be getting the death knight cards more frequently mm-hmm. in fact right. actually the first pack i opened i got a death knight card and i was like oh that's pretty cool and then uh the new thing they're doing is they're making the solo adventures free now and oh, by doing nice. the prologue for the solo adventure which is you fight the Lich King, you actually got another Death Knight card. Cool. Yeah. Mm, okay. So far, I have four. No, three. I have three of them. Okay. No, actually, I have four. And that's actually pretty cool because I didn't play a lot for a while. Um, and the thing is, these cards are neat because they change the dynamic of the game, but they don't change it so much where you're, you feel underwhelmed. Right. Um, I've actually... The, the way I play it, the, the way it does feel though right now is it's like, do you have your Death Knight card for your class? If yes, uh, hopefully you can play yours or make advantage of yours before your opponent does. Or otherwise, if you don't have it, there is a card that they printed called Mindbreaker, which stops people from using hero powers, which is a huge mechanic of the game. <laughs> and it's a rare, and I already, and everyone seems to have it. So they've already, they've printed both the stuff that they want to make cool and the answer in case you can't get a hold of it. So it's a bit it's a bit of a balancing trick, but it's nice because it's like, oh, I get this really cool thing, but it it's not the end all be all. It's only good if I have the board state that makes it advantageous. Which feels very much like uh commander for EDH. Sure. For magic. Mm-hmm. Uh because it's like, oh, a commander, you know, sometimes the way you either you build it around your legendary or you have a certain combo set up or something, and it's like when you get to that point where you can take advantage of what you do, it feels good. It yeah. feels like you're impacting the game. But, and it doesn't feel like you could easily be blown out. On the flip side, you can't just jump the gun, right? 
it's and it, that's what I always felt like Hearthstone didn't have, which is like it felt like you just kind of auto played or you kind of just played legendaries for the sake of that's what wins games. Mm. And yeah, uh, that's pretty boring. Yeah, it's but it's just weak. It's not fun design, but this is better because it feels more flexible. It feels competitive. Um, and granted, you know there are still things that seem like auto includes right now. Right. But I've seen a lot of diversity from this, so I'm enjoying it. Also, yeah, that's cool. Also, I'm enjoying it just because of the fact that, like, I play Murlocs, <laughs> which is the goblins of WoW right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. And it's actually good. Like, it's not bad. That's, well, to each their own. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, since we're talking about Blizzard and Hearthstone and stuff, so a while back, Blizzard announced that they were just going to, they're getting rid of Battle.net and they're just going to call it uh, Blizzard something i forget blizzard net or something like that yep and a bunch of people flipped like they were mad so recently this week uh blizzard basically said yeah well keeping the the battle net name after all um we're not we're not getting rid of it but we're actually we're still going to change it it's just now going to be called blizzard battle net because they they want blizzard to kind of to be synonymous with everything that they do yeah you know, because they want to rope everything up into this nice, neat little package, which I get. But it's like I just found this out that Battle.net is twenty-one years old. Yep. So like, people have grown up with this thing. You can't just immediately get rid of it. <laughs> yes. You know, you can't just change it just because you want something to look nice and neat. Um. You know, that that's just like okay, it's twenty-one years old. That means some people have had their fucking gamer tag names for 20 fucking years which is insane yeah it's pretty crazy to think of uh, yeah. how long it's existed mm-hmm. yeah for sure so and hey you can you can download starcraft now yep um, because the remaster of starcraft one and brood ward came out uh tuesday this past tuesday oh that yeah, was funny just sweet i told ashley yeah. i was like for 15 dollars, you could play classic starcraft <laughs> and she looks me dead in the eyes and she goes, if I do that, I'm never doing anything ever again. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Which... I was like, yeah, but it's only $15 and she just like gives, glares at me. Jesus, <laughs> you're, trying to... she... like you're trying to give an addict back their drug, man. I'm just saying, if you really like classic StarCraft and it's only $15, why not play it? Uh... It's remastered. Shane's, again, sometimes you're an addict and you can't put shit down and when that happens, you never see the person again. Well, yeah. I mean, I have an enabler if sometimes. She, if she, if she gets it, Shane, you're single. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, I mean, face that she, fact. She plays plenty of other video games and we're fine. Yeah. Right, right, right. But that's, you know, sans StarCraft. I Actually, honestly, if... What was it? What was that? Uh, Unreal Tournament, right? Right. If they ever made a new Unreal Tournament game, you mean like how they are? No, that's Quake that's making theirs. Yeah, Quake. Quake. If they made like a a better version of like I think Unreal Tournament Two was her favorite. Mm. I would never see her again. That would definitely be the game. She talks about that so fondly. She'd be like, "Up, double life." I I I I would not be surprised within a year or two if we heard like. Unreal Tournament 2018 or some shit. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I would I'd be not be happy with that. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because with Doom and Wolfenstein, and again, these grandfathers of old FPSs are coming back with a vengeance, and they're great games. Why not Doom? I mean, not, well, why not Unreal Tournament? Right. Like, th- there's know. a... It, it definitely would uh, would it, excite people a lot. It, it would excite people, and it would also pull the rug out on the esports side of things. Because mm-hmm. all these pro players that COD and Battlefield have never played it. I, I would imagine have never played a game like Quake or Unreal Tournament. So, they would... They would, it'd be like throwing them in a meat grinder. I mean, it'd set them at a like a fair play level of everybody's kind of new to it and has to relearn how to how to do certain things. Yeah, but it's it's a totally different play style. Oh that's, yeah, that's definitely. what I'm that's what I'm getting at. You know, with with COD, with COD and all the other games, Titanfall two and Battle Battlefield. You know, you can it's kind they're kind of a bit slower. Um, you know, there's a cover mechanic more to it that's a bit more methodical, and you know it is fast, but it's not that fast. Yeah, it's definitely and not I, quake fast. It's not. It's not quake fast. It's not ut ut mm-hmm. fast. It's yeah, like those shit. That shit. Like you spin around in like less than half a second. That that's it. I I, I will say the last fast battlefield game was twenty uh twenty one forty two, just mm-hmm. with how you. You know that that game, depending on how how you were playing it, especially the way like me and my brother and other people were playing it, was on that quake level twitch shooter. You know, you have your mouse sensitivity, and the game's mouse sensitivity sensitivity set so high that if you like flick your 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 mouse just a little bit, you're three sixteen um, as fast as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you'd so. be bringing that shit back, which. I'm not opposed to. I, I'm, I'm not, not opposed like to it either. I mean, but I, I, considering that with the games that we're seeing the trend currently, and I think it's FPS games just trying to find a, another niche again in the market, uh, I definitely see those games returning. Yeah, I think there, uh, there's a one for it now. Yeah, whether or not it's it could be an real tur- it could be an Unreal tournament. Mm-hmm. Could be something else you don't know, but it'll be neat to see yeah. if it happens. So, but yeah, um, to change gears from from movies to or from games to movies, okay. uh, I recently saw Dark Tower. This is why I wish we had video because I, I could, you can see me, Will, and I'm doing that. So tell me about it, kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I think, without spoiling too much, I think the Dark Tower movie tries to jam too much of the books into the characters that they only had room for, and it it falters from that. Like, had this movie not been labeled Dark Tower, I think it probably would be doing better than it is. But unfortunately, it has the Dark Tower logo and the Dark Tower name. And with that comes an expectation. And unfortunately, the expectation isn't met. Like, they have... In the book series, there are kind of four main protagonist gunslingers that we have. And in the movie, we only get to see 
two of them, but we get to have elements of the other two characters jammed into one character. And it drove me bonkers the whole time watching that movie. Because there are times where I'm like, oh, that's what that character did in the books. Oh, that's what that character would have done in the books. Oh, that 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 happened with these people. Oh, okay, okay, movie. Sure. Um, what are you doing here? <laughs> speaking of books, how far are you with that whole series? So I am uh, still in book th- book three. Book three. Uh, book three is big. Um, okay. And I'm not a fast reader. Uh, and enough. I'm you know going at my pace and enjoying the book. Uh, right. so, but that said, I, I have about 200 pages left in it. Um, okay. and that's not from like, you know, constant reading schedule, you know, waking up, dedicating like two, you know, an hour or two of my day to just read the book. No, it's like when I'm, when I, when I want to, when I'm, that said, I've been doing it a bit more at night, like before I go to bed, I'll, I'll, I'll grab the book and sit down and read it. And sometimes in the morning I'll, I'll grab it and read it. Because it's it's such a good book. It's it's right. such a good series. And eh, sorry, the first three books, the first one being the exception, I think. Uh, but book two and book three are really fucking captivating. And book two sets us up with two of the main protagonists in the series, and those characters are not in the movie at all. Hmm. And sucks. what sucks is is like there are aspects and actions that are from the books that one of the other characters does, and it kind of drove me a little bonkers because I was like, just fucking add this character. It's fine. It would have been fine. Uh, like, and the thing that sucks is the the two things suck. The movie is an hour and a half long, which is not enough time by today's standards to really get everything on paper when you're or on film when you're dealing with a, a, a series of books this large. Seven books yeah. is such a lot to like distill down into like a comprehensive movie. Um, but the thing that like drives me mad is it's a good movie. It has sorry, it, it has elements of a good movie. Um, it's not a spectacular movie, but, like, I enjoyed what was there. The thing that sucked is, is kind of understanding where the series has come from. And then to, to compare it to it, and then them just not matching up at all where they should be. I think, I honestly think, had they decided to just do book one of the Dark Tower series as a movie and test it, you know, just be like, let's do this. If people don't like it, that's fine. The book can end that way, or the movie can end where the book ends of, like, Roland understanding what he needs to do further, and then that's it. Like, in him him kind of progressing. And you see this man, you know, riding off into the sunset, so to speak. Um, but they didn't. They decided to make their own thing, and distill it down into something that just feels incomplete and missing missing things. Uh, and the last segment of the movie was a fun ride. Like, truly a good like set of action sequences. Um, 
that are are fun and make sense for Roland and how uh, how much of a guns you know how, how like the gunslinger that he is and what he's known as. Um, but I think what's what kind of where it falls there too is that if you've not read the books, you don't understand why Roland is able to like throw bullets in the air, fire off his his uh, revolvers and catch the bullets immediately and fire off the next salvo. Like that just doesn't isn't conveyed well unless it, you kind of read the books a bit. Uh, ah. Yeah, I mean it. It, it looks kind of cheesy. Like I would expect the Twilight vampire, not the Twilight vampires, the underworld vampires, the actual real vampires, um, to do that kind of shit. And I would accept it because it's bullshit. Uh, you know. Yeah. But with that character and the way you describe it, the, the when you've been reading those books, the way you describe it, mm-hmm. it's like you know there's things that are explained in depth and in detail. So. Seeing on the trailer's cool, but seeing in a movie without an explanation, like you know, yeah. we know why we we know why Luke can move objects. The force, right. it's explained. It's explained and shown. Yeah, exactly. Right, we're 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 presented a character who, right at the get go, we know is the best of the best because he's the last one. But we don't like. It's it's not really shown a lot why he's amazing. Like yeah, there are scenes prior to that big shootout at the very end of him like you know fighting off the man in black's uh, magic abilities or um, him taking on uh, on the de- on a demon and you know coming away uh, you know okay um, but you know still gets an uh, still poison through it like. But we don't get the sense of, like, why Roland is a fantastic gunslinger. Uh, what what caused him to get to this point? We don't get this driving force other than, you know... We, we don't get to see young Roland become old Roland. Or young Roland become uh, the the gunslinger Roland. We just get Roland. And that's that kind of sucks. Because that, that, that build-up into why he is such a legend is, is necessary. Right. Yeah. So it is. It is frustrating because I liked it, but it just it it should it should have just been its own fucking movie, as supposed to being part of the Dark Tower you know, franchise. And I think that's kind of where it fails and why it has such a low rating, because avid readers were expecting one thing and were presented a very different thing, and yeah. that pisses people off. Yeah, but I also think that like this movie was in development hell for like at least four years. Oh god, it just did not help it. No, it it definitely didn't. Its original release date I thought was going to be like twelve, two thousand twelve. Jesus, you know, here we are five years after the fact. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that that I think it spent too much time in the oven. Parts of it are really burnt. That's kind of the the feeling I'm getting from it. Parts of it were burnt, and so they had to hack them off. And kind right. of what we were left with was kind of the best parts of it, but it's still not enough to get a full meal. And you know, when when someone when my my mom has never read the books, and we're when her kind of feeling of it is oh, so this is the Sparks note, uh, yes, the Sparks notes version of the books, and I was kind of like eh. Like I like that sucks. I can't be like you know. Oh yeah, no, it did a good good job of kind of distilling everything down to it. No, it's it's like eh, 
it, it kind of got some things and then failed on the rest of it. So yeah, I it's it's rating and is unfortunate uh, that it's deserved. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm glad I saw it. Uh, I'm saddened by the result. The results and deeply saddened on how the the the, the part that exists, the the film that exists, is not a bad movie. It's just not yeah. a good adaptation. So yeah, I think that's yeah. that's kind of my two cents on the matter. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it is what it is, man. You can't they can't all be winners, right? No, no, they can't. Uh-huh. It'd be nice if they were, though. I mean, it, yes, it, it I agree. would. It would, but then we'd yeah. have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Well, it'd, I mean, it'd be short conversations of it was good, and that would be it. Well, I mean, we say I mean, that, but if we go into depth, I mean, how long do we talk about Spider-Man for? Ever. <laughs> I was just yeah. about to say every time we talk about Mad Max. I mean, yes. That's oh, true. Mad Max is a great fucking film. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But then again, uh, I think sometimes they can't all be winners because, like I said last time, we need people to remember that they need they need examples of why you shouldn't try to rush things or condense right. them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, some a little bit more to gravitate to that. Some movie news. It's kind of unfortunate. Mm. Uh, the uh, a stunt double that the stunt double, a stunt woman for the actress that's going to be playing Domino in Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. Uh, she died, unfortunately. Oh my! In an accident doing a stunt on film. Wow! On, on the on the film set in Vancouver. So yeah. Oh. Um, that was two days ago. Um, filming apparently has resumed since. But yeah, um, it was a car accident, essentially. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds has spoke out about it, and and the actress that this was, you know, she was doing this for, spoken about it. You know, it, it sucks. It sucks. I'm pretty sure that the film is now going to be dedicated to her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, it's unfortunate. Um it really is. That's that's always tragic to have happen. Yeah. But it's also it's like um you know you know it's just, it, it accidents happen and like and I, from from everything I read this wasn't a crazy stunt. It's just mm-hmm. you know, shit just happened. Right. Yeah. You know, they're you know somehow lose their life, which sucks. Yeah. It it's it's one of those things that that's you know stunt doubles. Um, do you kind of know going into things that shit can get dicey and that yeah. you, you you try to be as safe as you can uh, and everyone yeah. tries to be as safe as they can and just one little thing can kind of uh, cascade into to a, a bigger thing. That's unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of just stunt doubles, so like Tom Cruise, you know, he likes to do his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're delaying um, Mission Impossible 6 because he broke his leg, I think, trying to do a stunt. Jesus. It's like, that's why they pay a stuntman, dude. <laughs> yep. I get it, you're in really good shape for 50 years, 50 years old, 52, however fucking old you are, but, like, come on. Um, yeah, the, yeah the, so he, there's a certain time where you let someone else kind of take the reins on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, it, 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 it sucks. That you know this woman had to die. Who's who's doing her job essentially? Yeah. But you know, uh, that, that, um, 
bit of new movie news that happened this this past week. Yeah. Other other things have kind of come up uh, during during kind of everything is uh, um, there was a trailer for Tales from the Crypt coming back uh, on TNT, so we're getting we're getting the show again. But M Night Shyamalan's kind of behind it, and that's you know. It's a mixed bag of things, I think. Uh-huh. I really love Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of those things that first got me into, like, the horror genre. Yeah. And, of course, I can't stand M. Night Shyamalan sometimes, so I'm really, really yeah. iffy. However... I'm iffy, too. I feel like it could work. I feel like this is a show that can still be relevant mm-hmm. and fun. Yeah. They just have to be smart about how they approach the the scary stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I think M Night has, you know, his his break from doing movies, uh, you know, that kind of that simmer period he had, um, and and his kind of come back to it. I actually think the movies he's been putting out now um, have definitely felt better. Um, I recently I recently watched Split and. It's not the most amazing movie in the world, but I felt like for M Night, it was actually like a good movie. Um, and from what I've heard, uh, the visit is a is a very good movie. Um, so I think that the, I think there's hope for the series, and as long as he has the right you know cast and directors and writers kind of backing him. Um, and that it's not just a one man show. Uh, I think I think you you can get that that kind of spooky scary vibe um, from it. I, I think the the thing it'll come down to is how well does it compare compare to Black Mirror? Not to kind of already like well like sabotage something that's not out thing, yet. <laughs> I think the thing about Black Mirror though mm-hmm. is you don't know how it's going to end. Yeah. And the thing that I always remember about Tales from the Crypt is, like, you could tell right away where the fuck this thing's going. Sure. Like, you were in, you were in a fucking car crash about to happen. You know where the, it lands, and that's what... Because it's not, like... It was it was predictable in that way. Mm-hmm. And I remember the show being stressful because you're like, well, the guy's in a house with a bunch of killer dolls. When do the dolls kill him, right? <laughs> right. right? Versus Black Mirror is like, hmm, the government's watching you. And then you find out, nope, the guy was in the computer the entire time because he's a robot. Right, and you're like, right. well, my reality's broken. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's something that I would find okay if they decided yeah. to to look at uh, look at tales from the crypt and kind of approach it in in that like the sh- the show isn't already f- forecasting how it's going to end. Uh, I th- actually think that would be exciting for for an audience for a change of just like you're following along going oh I know exactly how it's going to end and totally is thrown back at you yeah, yeah. I'm from for me Tales of the Crypt is just more like I found the Crypt Keeper more entertaining than the shorts he showed sure <laughs> oh I love uh, the Crypt Keeper I used to have action figures of him yeah yeah Apparently I'm looking he's... more forward to that than yeah. I'm looking forward to anything that they put out because most of the time I didn't give a shit about the the episodes, the the shorts that they because I can't remember a single one. Uh, I know? can't either. I I actually yeah. remember a few. There That's were good. there I... were some interesting ones. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's the show suffers from like 
the earlier ones were really good. Yeah. Because they were like, yeah. they got away with more stuff, and then as the show went on, they kind of toned down. But one thing I wanted to point out, because a while ago, like a, like last year actually, around this time, Robot Chicken put out one of these Crypt Keeper, like, little shorts. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was about him getting pissed off that his puns were getting taken and all that, and I loved it. <laughs> and Ash was like, why do you like this? You hate puns. And I was like, no, I used to like puns, because I loved the Crypt Keeper puns. Because that shit was Halloween and tacky, like. Okay, well, why do you why did you evolve to hate puns? Oh, because most puns just were like shitty dad jokes at this point, <laughs> like. Well, yeah, and then you came to Cogswell, where it's like filled with like a bunch of assholes who love using puns. So I, I mean, like the way I included. felt about it was, I think for me because like in my mind puns were always like, oh, they're silly horror movie like that's most of the time where i saw a lot of puns mm-hmm. and i always enjoyed those but then everyone's just constantly using puns and i'm like god i hate everyone around me <laughs> but like i remember he had a really good one where he's like I, my girlfriend gave me the cold shore, shoulder but you know she's really just a corpse <laughs> and like oh, his other man. shitty oh, jokes god. and i'm like don't <laughs> like that's really macabre and like bad and i don't know i thought i always got a kick out of those and i love the crypt keeper i would kill to work on this show actually Mm. Just because he's he's another one of those reasons where I'm like, man, puppets are fucking awesome. Because <laughs> he's a fucking awesome yeah. character, and you know, I hope they get the original voice actor if he's I, still around. I hope so too. Like that'd be cool. Um, if they have to get close to it, I mean, if he's not around, they got to find someone that can do that type of voice. Oh, voice. definitely. I'm actually gonna look that up right now. Is the original Crypt Keeper gonna be part of the new one? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, he, he might be vying for it. I mean, I, I, mean, I would. I mean, there's there's no reason why you wouldn't have want to have him, uh, yeah, as a part of your show. Like, especially if you're bringing it back, getting getting the kind of original uh, voice behind it, definitely a good a good thing for your show. Uh, damn it! What? what? So the guy's name is John Casser. Mm-hmm. Still alive, obviously. He actually last year they did our uh, interview with him. And at that time, he said he was not going to be part of M. Night Shyamalan's Tales from the Crypt. Mm. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's just, I think it's just more of his choice. Yeah. Right. But, like, if he does come back, fucking, oh, my God, so many people will be excited. I'd True. Definitely feel right at home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I, I, part, I kind of feel like Tales from the Crypt is a good thing to have on TV. And I, I, I kind of want to say we're going to be heading with television in general. We're going to be heading a little bit away from the this. All these series that are out now are like more for binge watching than anything else. Mm. And there's like there's no show out there where you can miss an episode and be okay. Uh, at least in my knowledge, there isn't. Yeah. Because, like like there's this whole thing that happened. What was it like a couple weeks ago? Where some guy who had never watched Game of Thrones watched the second episode, mm-hmm. and he was trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I watched about half of his video. I'm like, okay, you're just being a sarcastic prick. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny. Everyone says it was hilarious. I didn't really find it funny because he's just basically taking like the most obvious jokes. But it's also that thing where it's like, yeah, we kind of like if you just hop into a series in X season, you're not going to know anything that's going to happen or that's been happening. Yep. We don't ha- we don't have a whole lot of shows that do that. We 
we don't have any Law and Order type shows that are just dumb TV because most people don't accept it anymore. Everything, everything now is like this epic sixty-hour, seventy-hour movie, and you have to watch it from the beginning almost. Yeah. So something like Tales from the Crypt is probably a good thing to have. It, it helps. Uh, it's like yeah. it's like a digestive. You know, it helps helps cleanse the palate, helps everything kind of settle in, and breaks up kind yeah. of the monotony of the same garbage day in day out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of need a good thing to kind of forget to watch and forget. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, whereas with Game of Thrones, like if you're a fan like me, it's where you're just kind of like watching on the end of your seat, going, "Are they going to die now?" <laughs> oh, because that's that's how that show's been like for the last seven years. Uh so yeah, it, it's it's interesting, and it's probably good that we're going to get that show. The new Star Trek will not. The new Star Trek show, Star Trek Discovery, will not be what Next Generation was. Which, in a sense, was Next Generation was 20, 25 episodes a season, and you can miss a couple of them and be okay. Yeah. Because they were centered around one story in this one hour. And that was neat. Now it's not like that. Yeah. So, with Tales of the Crypt, we're kind of going to get that. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I have to look up that trailer now. So. <laughs> it, was, it was very, you know, the trailer didn't give too much away. It was very... Just kind of cut and dry. Here's what's happening. Here's what we're doing. And, okay, that's uh, cool. So very, very spoilerless. Um, right. Which good. <laughs> I don't want to know yeah. too much of what you're planning. I just want. I'm hoping it just kind of does well, and I hope that it has. You know, it, it either kind of takes notes from uh, Black Mirror, or does its own thing, or goes with the classic tried and true of. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, because I think can't be horror. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fine that way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Definitely, dude. It'll be great for Halloween. Oh, for sure. Did it give a date? I did not give a date that I know of. But if they're oh, okay. like, that's not a bad uh, time to shoot for to come out. No, uh, probably not. Um, we'll see what I happens mean, though. Three things I'm looking forward to in October. Actually, four things I'm looking forward to in October are Shadow of War, um, Wolfenstein 2, Stranger Things, and Glorious Glorious Fall. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll take Glorious Glorious Fall, and the other three I can forget. <laughs> if I can have hoodie weather, weather I'll be happy. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess with that, I think uh, we should be wrapping up. I think it's a good place to uh, end. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we're out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes. If you're on uh, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, you know, comment, share. Yeah. Uh, give us a comment. What you think about Discord uh, banning um, the alt right sub alt right servers? Um, like to know what a discussion seems like. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if, if anyone out there is listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just for the note, thank you for listening, especially with us this far. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, even though things are crazy and, you know, it's not the most ideal time, it's there's still a future to look forward to. Yeah. You yeah. just got to kind of fight for it at the moment. Yeah. Definitely. And, yeah, you have to keep fighting. Truth. Yeah, but uh, just remember what they said, love, not hate. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, we are out. Peace. Deuces, y'all. Later days. <laughs>